0: chapter 8 of the king nobody wanted by norman f langford this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 8 jesus is strong that night jesus said to the disciples let us go across the lake simon and andrew and james and john were fishermen they knew where to get a boat and they knew how to sail it too all twelve disciples, along with Jesus, climbed into a boat and pushed away from shore. The Sea of Galilee was a lovely blue lake in the daytime, when the sunlight sparkled on the water. In the evening it was lovely, too, when the waves were lapping peacefully against the side of a boat, and the stars came out twinkling overhead. But the Sea of Galilee was not always so lovely or so peaceful. SOMETIMES THE WIND CAME ROARING DOWN THE STEEP BANKS AROUND THE LAKE, AND THE WATER GREW WHITE AND ANGRY. THEN AGAIN EVERYTHING MIGHT BE CALM AND QUIET WHEN A BOAT LEFT THE LAND, BUT BEFORE IT HAD GONE VERY FAR A STORM MIGHT BE HOWLING AROUND IT. IT WOULD TOSS THE BOAT AROUND LIKE driftwood, AND THEN IT WOULD BE TOO LATE TO TURN BACK TO SHORE. SOME OF THE DISCIPLES WERE FISHERMEN, AND THEY HAD FISHED HERE ALL THEIR LIVES. They knew what the sudden storms were like. It was no surprise to them when the stars disappeared as though the rising wind had blown them out. They knew what was coming now. The night would grow black as ink, and the great foaming waves would smash against the ship and fill it up with water. There was nothing anyone could do about it. Nobody could sail or row or steer the boat any longer. Only God himself could bring the poor sailors safe to shore. The sea was rough already and getting rougher every minute. They were afraid. They were always afraid of the sea when the storms began to blow. It was so big and dangerous and terrible, and the men were so small and weak. It was like a frightful monster tossing them up and down before it swallowed them alive. If only they had stayed on the good, safe land! They had been so worried and so tired that night, so discouraged about Jesus and his work. And now there was this storm on top of everything! It looked as if none of them would live to see another day. They had left their homes and families behind to follow Jesus. What was the use of following Jesus if they were all to be drowned? Now the boat was full of water— they tried to bail it out, but the fishermen knew that nothing they could do would be of any use. In the dark they could hardly see one another's faces. Where was Jesus? No one had heard a word from him since the storm began to blow. They had found him at the back of the boat, just where he was when they left the shore. He was stretched out on a seat, resting on a pillow. And he was fast asleep! The disciples were angry. Any minute now the boat was going to turn over, and there was Jesus sleeping as though nothing in the world were wrong. One of the men took Jesus by the shoulders and shook him awake. They shouted at him, Master, doesn't it matter to you if we are all drowned? Jesus rose to his feet in the tossing boat. The wind blew in his face, and he seemed to be answering it. The sea smashed against the boat again, and Jesus cried out, "'Peace! Be still!' "'All at once the wind began to die away. "'The waves tossed for a minute or two longer, "'but not so strongly now. "'Everything was growing quiet. "'The stars began to shine again, "'and soon there was no sound but the water "'lapping gently against the boat. "'Jesus spoke to the disciples. "'Why were you so frightened? "'How is it that you still haven't any faith in me?' BUT THE DISCIPLES SCARCELY NOTICED WHAT HE WAS SAYING. THEY WERE MORE AFRAID THAN EVER. THIS TIME IT WAS NOT THE SEA THAT FRIGHTENED THEM. THEY WERE AFRAID OF JESUS. THEY SAID TO ONE ANOTHER, WHAT KIND OF MAN IS THIS? WHEN HE SPEAKS, EVEN THE WIND AND THE SEA OBEY HIM. IN THE MORNING THEY BROUGHT THEIR LITTLE BOAT TO LAND ON THE OTHER SIDE OF THE LAKE. OVER HERE IN THE COUNTRY OF Gadarenes, GALILEE SEEMED VERY FAR AWAY. A high cliff rose above the sea. Jesus and the disciples climbed up and looked around. There was nothing much to see except some men feeding a herd of pigs. In the distance was a graveyard. Suddenly a man came running out of the graveyard. He was naked and his body was covered with cuts and bruises. The man was out of his mind, and he lived by himself in the graveyard and wandered through the mountains." Other people had often tried to chain him up, but he was so strong that he broke the chains as if they were made of string. He could be heard day and night crying out, always cutting himself with sharp stones. No one dared to go near him. The madman ran toward Jesus shouting at him. His words were like those of the other madmen who had interrupted Jesus in the synagogue service. "'What have I to do with you, Jesus? "'What have I to do with the Son of the Most High God? "'Don't torment me.' "'Jesus said to him, "'What is your name?' "'The man answered, "'My name is Legion. "'There's a whole legion of devils inside me.' "'The disciples were meanwhile listening in horror. "'There was something in the man that was evil, "'something as dreadful as the storm of the night before.' they heard jesus say come out of that man then they seemed to hear many voices crying out and calling to jesus and pleading with him and they heard jesus say go the wild look left the man's eyes and at that very moment the pigs went wild the man was in his right mind now but it seemed as though the pigs had gone crazy WITH A GREAT SNORTING AND SQUEALING, THEY RAN TO THE CLIFF AND PLUNGED INTO THE SEA. AFTER THAT EVERYTHING WAS QUIET. IT WAS AS QUIET AS IT HAD BEEN WHEN JESUS STILLED THE STORM. THE EVIL THING WAS GONE. THE MORNING SUN WAS SHINING BRIGHTLY ON THE PEACEFUL COUNTRYSIDE. THERE WAS NOTHING DREADFUL any more. BUT WHAT THEY HAD SEEN WAS TOO MUCH FOR THE MEN WHO HAD BEEN FEEDING THE PIGS. As fast as their legs would take them, they ran to the nearest town and told everybody what had happened. The people came flocking out of the town to see for themselves. When they came they found the madman sitting there, talking to Jesus. He had put on his clothes, and he was just as sensible as anybody else. The people had been terribly afraid of the madman, but now they were afraid of Jesus." THEY HAD TIED THIS MAN UP WITH CHAINS, AND STILL THEY COULD NOT HOLD HIM. YET HERE WAS A STRANGER FROM GALILEE WHO CURED THE madman WITH A FEW WORDS. WHAT KIND OF MAN IS THIS, THEY THOUGHT? WHAT KIND OF POWER DOES HE HAVE? THEY WERE SO WORRIED ABOUT WHAT JESUS MIGHT DO NEXT THAT THEY ASKED HIM TO LEAVE THE COUNTRY. WITHOUT A WORD JESUS TOOK HIS DISCIPLES BACK TO THE BOAT. THE MAN WHO HAD BEEN OUT OF HIS MIND FOLLOWED HIM AND ASKED IF HE MIGHT GO ALONG but jesus told him no you have work to do here go back home to your friends tell them what the lord has done for you the man went back to the city and began to tell his story the story went abroad through that whole country and everyone who heard it was amazed for the disciples it had been a night and a day of wonders BUT AS THEY SAILED HOME ACROSS THE LAKE THEY DID NOT KNOW THAT AN EVEN GREATER TRIUMPH WAS WAITING FOR JESUS ON THE OTHER SIDE. AS THEIR BOAT DREW NEAR TO THE LAND THEY SAW A CROWD STANDING ON THE SHORE. EVERYONE HAD BEEN WATCHING ANXIOUSLY WAITING FOR JESUS TO COME. WHEN JESUS STEPPED ASHORE THE WAITING CROWD MADE WAY FOR A MAN WHO WAS WELL KNOWN IN THE TOWN. HIS NAME WAS JARIUS, AND HE WAS THE CHIEF OFFICER OF THE SYNAGOGUE. "'Jarius fell down at Jesus' feet and began to plead with him to come at once to his house. "'My little girl is dying. Please come and put your hands on her and heal her, and make her live.' "'Jesus went with Jarius, and the whole crowd followed to see what he was going to do. "'As they walked along the street with people pressing in on them from every side, "'Jesus suddenly stopped and said, "'Who touched my clothes?' THE DISCIPLES COULD NOT IMAGINE WHAT HE WAS TALKING ABOUT. THEY SAID TO HIM, WHY, DON'T YOU SEE THE CROWD? EVERYONE IS TOUCHING YOU. WHAT DO YOU MEAN BY ASKING WHO TOUCHED MY CLOTHES? BUT JESUS ANSWERED, THERE IS SOMEONE IN PARTICULAR WHO TOUCHED ME. I FELT POWER GOING OUT OF ME. WITH THAT A POOR WOMAN CAME OUT OF THE CROWD AND FELL DOWN IN FRONT OF JESUS. SHE WAS TREMBLING WITH FEAR. SHE TOLD HIM HER WHOLE STORY. FOR TWELVE YEARS SHE HAD BEEN SICK, SHE HAD SPENT ALL HER MONEY ON DOCTORS, AND SHE NEVER GOT ANY BETTER. SHE THOUGHT THAT IF ONLY SHE COULD TOUCH HIS CLOTHES WITHOUT ANYBODY SEEING HER, SHE WOULD BE MADE WELL. JESUS LOOKED AT HER KINDLY AND SAID, YOUR FAITH HAS MADE YOU WELL. GO, IN PEACE. MEANWHILE, Jarius WAS WAITING IMPATIENTLY FOR JESUS TO COME ALONG. SOON IT MIGHT BE TOO LATE. At that very moment a message came from Jarius' house. The worst had happened. The little girl had died, and there was no use troubling Jesus. Already it was too late. But before Jarius could speak, Jesus took him by the arm and said, "'Don't be afraid. Just keep on believing.' He sent the crowd away and told the disciples that none of them could come with him except Simon, and James, and John." "'Jarius led the way to his house. "'When he got there, they found that the bad news was true. "'The little girl had really died. "'Already the flute-players who played at funerals in Palestine had arrived. "'Everyone was mourning and weeping. "'Jesus spoke sharply to the mourners. "'Why are you making all this fuss?' he asked. "'The little girl isn't dead. "'She is only sleeping.' EVERYONE LAUGHED AT HIM AS THOUGH HE WERE A FOOL. SO HE DOESN'T KNOW THE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN BEING ASLEEP AND BEING DEAD, THEY SAID TO THEMSELVES. BUT JESUS TOLD THEM TO GET OUT OF THE HOUSE. WHEN THEY WERE GONE HE TOOK Jarius AND HIS WIFE AND THE THREE DISCIPLES AND WENT INTO THE LITTLE GIRL'S ROOM. THERE COULD BE NO DOUBT ABOUT IT. THE LITTLE GIRL WAS DEAD. SHE WAS LYING WHITE AND COLD AND STILL. No doctor in the world could ever help her again. Jesus bent over the still body and opened his mouth to speak. Simon and James and John held their breath. Not many hours before they had heard him say to the sea, Peace, be still. When he had spoke, the sea obeyed him. They heard him speak to a madman, and after he spoke the man was in his right mind again. BUT WHAT USE WOULD IT BE TO SPEAK TO SOMEONE WHO WAS DEAD THE DEAD COULD NOT HEAR HIM OR COULD THEY HEAR HIM HAD JESUS NOT ONCE TOLD THEM THE DEAD HEAR MY VOICE THE LITTLE GIRL DID NOT KNOW ANYTHING SHE DID NOT HEAR ANYTHING SHE COULD NOT KNOW OR HEAR ANYTHING FOR SHE WAS DEAD THEN A VOICE CAME THROUGH THE SILENCE THE LITTLE GIRL BEGAN TO HEAR SOMEONE TALKING IT WAS A MAN'S VOICE, AND IT WAS SAYING THE VERY WORDS HER MOTHER USED TO WAKE HER UP EACH MORNING. LITTLE GIRL, GET UP, SHE HEARD. SHE OPENED HER EYES. SHE LOOKED INTO THE FACE OF JESUS. HE TOOK HER HAND AND HELPED HER TO HER FEET. HER PARENTS WERE THERE, TOO. SHE WENT TO THEM. GIVE HER SOMETHING TO EAT, SAID JESUS, AND SAY NOTHING ABOUT WHAT HAS HAPPENED but no one could keep a secret like that. Soon everyone had heard the story. Everyone heard how Jesus spoke and brought the dead back to life. End of chapter 8